0: What? What's this? A second episode of your favorite Phillies podcast in one day? Yes, that's right. And I will tell you why we are launching a special second episode. That's because on this night. December 5th, 2022, JT Real Muto was elected to the all MLB first team. That's right.
1: We, I just couldn't wait. You.
0: <laughs> we just could not wait. We had to get back on the horn and talk about that. No, 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 no. Record scratch, freeze frame, pause. Let's reset the stage here. No, JT Real Muto making the all MLB first team is not the reason Matt Gelb of The Athletic, who is on uh, his phone's Wi-Fi hotspot from San Diego, <laughs> and I, Paul Boyer, from the mountainous rolling hills of northern New Jersey, are back with you for this bonus episode of Philly Therapy. No, you probably know by now, but if you don't, well, do I have some good news. The Phillies signed Trey Turner, late of the Los Angeles Dodgers and Washington Nationals, to an 11-year, 3 Hundred million dollar contract, and ladies and gentlemen. The big fish that was out there, the number one guy for a lot of people, the link that was tied to this club from the beginning of the offseason and well before. Well, they've actually landed him. And they did it on the first full day of the winter meetings. Matt, um, we were just talking a couple hours ago and <laughs> we, um I don't think the expectation was that they would do
1: it this quickly, but the Phillies got their guy. They landed the plane. <laughs> they sure did. I mean, it's uh here's this is a great tidbit from Jason Stark, and I did not I did not notice. The Phillies have now signed the two longest free agent contracts in the history of Major League Baseball.
0: Hmm. So, wow. So there had never been
1: any free, free agent you deals. You know, like Julio Rodriguez signed a 14-year deal, but, you know, it's, it's, he wasn't a free agent. And, uh, these are the two longest deals, free agent deals ever. And I, I mean, look, I, I have a lot of these details in my story that will soon be posted to The Athletic or might be posted by the time you're listening, probably will be posted uh, by the time you're listening to this podcast. And um, the Phillies, on Monday morning, they woke up, uh, and and they uh, they were not that confident about landing Trey Turner. And really, Paul, they were actually they were not the high bidders even at the end. They were not really? the highest bidders. Uh, there was another team that had a higher guaranteed number. I I don't know what the exact number was, but it was the San Diego Padres. They had a higher wow. guarantee, even with the California state taxes. It would have been, uh, it would have been more guaranteed money to Turner, and uh, he left some money on the table. Uh, I, I confirmed that through, you know, various people involved in negotiations. It's not just a team saying, you know, we we tried to get this guy. No, I mean, like he left some money on the table, and I think all along, look, like he had made it clear to some teams that he would favor an East Coast destination. Uh, You talked about, Paul, you're emanating your side of the podcast from New Jersey. His wife, Kristen, Trey Turner's wife, is from uh, Flemington, New Jersey, actually, which is not too far from where my parents grew up. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was not the deciding factor in all this, but it was an influence. Uh, And there were a lot of other influences, too. I mean, there was influence from Kevin Long, a hitting coach that uh, Trey Turner knows and respects and has a strong relationship with. There was influence from Bryce Harper. And um, you'll notice that the contract structures are very similar. You know, the Phillies way back when had, you know, back when I was doing the reporting for, you know, they had they had talked about trying to do like a 20 year term for Bryce Harper's deal to lower the AV. Um, that wasn't going to wow. fly with Scott Boris or Bryce Harper. But yeah. this idea, like like 11 years, like the, the, the Phillies don't care, like 11 years, that was by design. Like people were looking at that. as like, holy crap, like, you know, what, what's going to be Trey Turner like as 39 or age 40? They don't care. Like the 11 years was by design, just like the 13 years was by design for Harper like that got the AAV down, uh, in Turner's case, it got down to 27.3 million or so, whatever it is. Um, and that was by design 11 years. Seems like a lot. 13 years seems like a lot, whatever. I mean, this deal was done for the first five years. Harper's deal was done for the first, you know, however many years, five, you know, probably like, you know, eight or nine because he signed much younger than Turner was when he signed his free agent contract. Uh, this is about the, the next four or five years here. Uh, the Phillies had long ago evaluated Turner as the, the number one shortstop in this market. Uh, they did more evaluations after the World Series, and they still can you know deduce that Turner was their first choice. And as it turns out, the Phillies were Turner's preferred choice as well. Even when there was more money elsewhere for him, uh, he ends up picking the Phillies.
0: That is the kind of thing that people are just going to devour. I mean, obviously, the, the tie back to Cliff Lee, um, <laughs> you know, 10, 11 years ago at this point. um, That's just the kind of thing that I think a lot of people are going to eat up. And it is nice to hear, you know, San Diego doing whatever they were doing to to try and get in the mix here. That is admirable. And it's nice to actually hear some details of like, oh, a a, a capital W, capital T, we tried situation actually bearing some fruit. Um, Sorry to beat you twice in the span of a couple months there, San Diego, but we'll we'll take this W (laughs) again as well. Um, look, I mean, the Padres, Turner, the
1: Padres, Padres say, uh, the, the Padres were, were were like really confident they were going to sign Trey Turner, I think from, from my reporting, well, I mean, think the Padres thought well, that they were going to sign him.
0: Look, when, when you have the biggest number, typically you win. Um, so I'll be interested to read the, you know, any more details that you've got in this, in this story coming out and we can, we can save the rest for that. And I appreciate you, you saying that right now, which may come out before the story either way. Um, Trey Turner, look. You've probably read up on the guy. You've probably watched some highlights. You've seen him play. I'm sure. This is a guy who changes an offense. Maybe he's not necessarily of the caliber of somebody like a, a Harper. When you think like, oh yeah, franchise cornerstone. He's really close. This is a guy. Even if you are a little bit sour on his his defense at shortstop, and he he probably won't be. He probably won't be the most rigid defender, and and, and I think that's okay. Th- this is more about, I think, the offensive profile that comes with a passable defensive shortstop who, given his athleticism, given his speed, given his range, can play other positions as things go on. And yeah, the future years of this contract, that's for another time. The window for this team to win is right now. It is these next, you know, in the immediate term, two, three years. Maybe a little beyond that, five, six if we get lucky. Not really caring so much about years seven through eleven at the moment. Do not care. Not even sure what this sport is going to look like at this point. The point
1: is. What about the world? Will the world exist in 2030? Well, the world?
0: Yeah, are we even going to be here? We're all going to be living in houseboats. Look, Trey Turner right now, we're not even going to see this Phillies offense at full strength until the middle of the summer because of Harper's injury. So that's going to be kind of a tease. But adding Turner into the mix immediately changes the top of this order. I don't know exactly what the batting order configuration is going to look like. And I don't know if anybody's going to commit to it right now. That's fine. Offseason season is young. You don't need to do that. There's a lot of off left to go. Uh, the fact is you have a guy you can slot in at leadoff, maybe at two, probably one of those two spots, just given lineup construction. Fine. He's got incredible speed last four seasons. He's stolen 106 bags, only been caught 17 times. That's an utley like rate. He's homered 80 times. He's got 125 doubles. Over those four years, his batting average, which is a thing that, you know, th- th- think of it what you're going to think of it, 311 over four years that includes the shortened 2020 season. The Phillies haven't had a guy like that, that kind of hitter. Oh, by the way, he also on, on bases 360 and slugs 500. Look, this is about as complete a player as the Phillies could have picked up in the free agent market. He is the kind of player you give $300 million to. I thought it was going to be a little lower because I wasn't expecting 11 years to get into the mix. But either way, you pay up for this kind of talent. And this is a guy who in the next couple of years, at least the next few years, the first few years of this contract, is going to be a huge lift to this lineup. And whether you play him at shortstop or second bay, I, I don't know. That's a decision for for the field generals to make. He is going to make a difference. The Phillies just got a lot better today.
1: And I want to I want to note this, and and I don't think it's worth. And you and I, I think are on the same pages. You don't, bend You know, you don't run through hoops to like congratulate uh, a, a sports owner or ownership for spending money, which is what they should be doing. This is why you own a team. But let's give the Phillies ownership some credit for stepping up here. I mean, there was yeah. some, clearly some momentum, you know, built from that crazy, unexpected, you know, enthralling postseason run, and look like. We, we talked about it this morning, Paul. I mean, like, they don't have position player prospects coming. Like They have some really good young pitchers at the top of the system, guys who are going to pitch for them in the majors this season, and they're going to be – they think they could be quite good, especially in the instance of Andy Painter. But they don't have position player prospects. They just don't. And that means capitalizing in the momentum from the postseason run meant spending money. It meant spending money uh, on a star player. This is what Dave Dombrowski does. He's made a Hall of Fame career of it, convincing a billionaire, how to spend his billions. And I don't know how he does it. He's very good at it. <laughs> the Phillies are going to carry uh, the highest payroll in club history next season. I think it's going to end up being close to $250 million, um, when accounted for luxury tax purposes. They will still still go get a starting pitcher for the middle of the rotation. It won't be Rodone, uh, won't be Bassett, or won't be Evaldi. We talked about it. They won't do two qualifying offer guys um, now that they've got you know one in turner they have to surrender two draft picks and a million dollars of the international money for signing Turner and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's the right. price you pay. They paid a steep price here in both the contract and the penalties. Uh, but ownership was willing to do it. And uh, you know, how many times do we talk about the luxury tax, you know, it being a barrier and they, they finally went past it last year. They saw some benefits from that. Uh, and, and now they're, they're going to soar past it. They added a $300 million short stuff on top of it. Uh, kudos to ownership. Like, you know, I think they deserve credit for stepping up and for committing to this contract. And uh, I, I, I think this is why you own a team. I think this is, you know, they saw the excitement that that was generated in the city by this team. And uh, it's, it's time to try to capitalize on that.
0: Yes, that is. It, it's exactly right. And capitalize is the word of the day, because that is what you have to do when you have this kind of momentum. You're not seeing a huge exodus of, Either you know, position players or pitchers leaving in free agency, like the the Phillies, as any other team, had a couple of guys who left or you know had their options declined. And that's fine. They had the normal attrition that you would expect. The bulk of their core returns. And even further than that now, they have five guys in particular just pulling this out in Turner, Harper, Real Muto, the all-MLB catcher and Nick Castianis <laughs> and Kyle Schwerber under contract through 2025. So that is five players right there, five position players who are in for the next three years right now. You tack on Zach Wheeler in through the next two. You look at, um, you know, Alec Boehm, if he continues his progression, his RBRs take him through 2026 right. right now and on and on down the roster it goes. This is a good situation. And this is when you need to add this sort of premier talent to the mix. And yes, they are doing it. Yes, I feel like I should congratulate everybody involved for actually coming to their senses and realizing this is the time. We as fans are like, yes, continue. Keep doing this, keep doing this. They're either listening or they already knew it. Chances are they probably already knew it, the way things are operating down there. And they made it happen. And they made it happen quickly. There wasn't that waning interest um, that could have happened later on in the off season. The moment, momentum was high. People were still interested. And bam, they did it. Day one of the winter meetings. I don't know if it could have unfolded any better, honestly. Um, from everything involved, the the timing of it here at the winter meetings to being the first shortstop off the board, being the guy most people wanted or had as number one on their board, and now you add in this wrinkle about leaving money on the board. I mean, this is just like an instant win. It checks all the narrative boxes. It checks the 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 baseball sense boxes. It's just I won't call it perfect, but it's pretty close.
1: <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. I'm riding high. Let me relay yeah, let me relay let me relay a quote from yeah. Andrew Friedman, president of baseball operations okay. for Los Angeles Dodgers. I think the Philly fans are going to really enjoy watching him. And this is the guy, you know, who I mean I I, I think like the Phillies have made a lot of additions and they've added a lot of stars over the last few years, but I mean, this guy might be the most exciting player. And I, I don't know. I mean, like, that's crazy to say because they have Harper real Luto and they've added these different pitchers and, but Trey Turner is just a really fun player. Like he is exciting, He does things that a lot of players can't do. Uh, and, and I know that there's, you know, has to be some, you know, concerns about how that ages, right. You know, he's athletic. Uh, he's got speed, sure. that those are his, his carrying traits. Um, and and those typically don't age well, but uh, in the immediate, uh, this guy brings a dynamic presence to this team, uh, and it fits them in so many different ways. Um, if you read my story, which uh, at the Athletic, uh, you know, I, I kind of go into like how they how they evaluated the four shortstops and how they ranked them, and you know, they they did exercises, uh, you know, across the organization. Like they asked different evaluators, their R and D department, their scouts, their you know executives. Like they asked them to you know, try to determine what, who they thought, you know, get, get a consensus of how long they thought each of those free agent shortstops could stay at shortstop. And I think in the case of Turner, uh, their general consensus was somewhere between five and eight years. And I know that's a really broad range and maybe it's five, maybe it's six or so. Um, that was their evaluation. I, I think if he lasts five or six years at shortstop and is, is solid there, like I, I think they would take that. Would you take that?
0: I I absolutely would, 100. percent I, I think there's an expectation that as baseball players get older, they're probably going to have to move off of whatever position they're playing, unless they're already at first base or a DH or or whatever. If you talk about somebody who's a middle infielder who you think can stick there into his age, well, I guess 35 season, that would peg him at. Yeah, absolutely. You take that, especially Wait, with is that is a that player... too is
1: that too optimistic? Is that is five or six years? That do you think that's too? Do you think that's like do you well think maybe?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't think of too many, you know, shortstops off the top of my head who, who kept all of their skills up at, you know, a really high level well into their 30s. You know, maybe you have somebody who kept the defense intact, like like an Andrelton Simmons, maybe. Um, and I I, I, I don't. I, and that's – obviously, I'm not comping the two of those guys. I'm just trying to think of examples off the top of my head. It, it would be, to me, a big win, yes, if he could keep playing shortstop, even if he has to move to second base after a couple of years. I, obviously, they'll or, defer or to him. Or left field him.
1: once – right. And we're left, left, left field, field yeah. like once Schwarber – you know, once Schwarber's off the books. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of options. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, look, it, it, anything – Anything beyond the first two, three years, if he can stick in the middle infield and play it well, yeah, I I am totally fine with that. Okay, so moving on just very briefly to look ahead a little bit. We touched on this earlier in in the day's first episode, um, where if this was to happen, and it has now happened reportedly, the Phillies would then turn their attention, most likely to the pitching side of the equation. They need to fill some innings in the rotation, and they're looking to add in the bullpen. The complication that arises from signing somebody like Trey Turner is that you now have the draft pick forfeiture, like you were mentioning, the international bonus pool forfeiture of a million dollars. Uh, the second and fifth round picks are now out the window. They are gone. See ya. Bye. Uh, that probably rules out, probably rules out. You never say never, but that probably rules out the likes of Carlos Rodon, Chris Bassett, Nathan Avaldi. If the Phillies are going to add to the rotation, it's probably going to be somewhere along the lines of a Jose Quintana or maybe in the, on the fringes, somebody like an Andrew Keeney. Is there any early sense, Matt, of where they might be turning for rotation help or bullpen help? I know we just talked about the bullpen and how the market is pretty saturated at this point. Um, are they content to still wait things out there as well?
1: Yeah, bullpen, they'll wait. Uh, I think bullpen are looking for like one more setup type guy and a couple middle relievers, throw some darts. Uh, and that's something they'll do later. There's just too many guys right now. I mean, there's not worth. I don't think there's anyone that they're willing to just jump at right now. Carlos Estevez yeah. signed a two-year deal today with the Angels. I think teams liked him. I think the Phillies liked him, but just um, they just you know they, they'll they'll throw bullpen darts instead, uh, which is not the worst idea. Um, as far no. as rotation, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've heard different names. Um, Quintana is a guy that they liked at the deadline, but not enough to trade for him. Uh, I think that. Uh, Jamison Tyon is definitely in play uh, for them. Yes, you know, we I discussed him, him this yes. morning. Uh, Ross Stripling is another name to just keep an eye on. Uh, I, okay. I think they are, you know, his durability is like uh, and is kind of shaky. They they really want a guy who uh, they, they know can take the ball every fifth day. Like durability is going to be a big uh, part of I think of this guy that they sign uh, for the middle of the rotation. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, I don't know, Paul. I can't even tell you all the free agent stars right now. I've been thinking about all day, just trying to chase down this story about Turner, and it, it, it's a, it's a fascinating story. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the the, the market really accelerated over the weekend uh, because of the Padres' interest, is my understanding. Um, mm-hmm. Turner's agents reached out to teams at, um, a couple days ago, like Friday or Saturday, to say, "Hey, um, we we want some, we we'd like to get some offers." Uh, because you know they didn't say why, but I, I think teams then later figured out that, um, or maybe there were hints that uh, you know there was there was another team that was that was pushing the, the Turner negotiations. It, 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 the Padres ended up accelerating things. up. They really liked Turner. Yeah, they made a, a competitive offer, and uh Philly signed him. <laughs> it's just uh, amazing. It's uh, you know, and, and uh, you know. Once again, Bryce Harper gets his guy. <laughs> Harper yep. has not the made it a GM. secret. I mean, he he's um, he's more than assistant GM. He's, <laughs> he's <laughs> but now there's there's uh, he's no longer um, the the long you know he's no longer the employee at the company with the with the most uh, tenure you know with the longest uh, contract. That's Trey Turner. Turner has a longer con- you know has a longer um, you know his contract will expire after Bryce's now, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. By two years. Yep. Yep. Bryce only has nine left.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I, like, I I don't know. It's exciting. Like, I think this is what teams that uh, have money and, you know, haven't won for a long time and all of a sudden win. Like, this is what you do, you know, this is what you do. And this is, uh, this is why you own a team. This is why you run a team. This is, uh, uh and and in turner's case this is why this is why you play like you play to get to free agency and then you get to pick where you want to play and if he wanted to play in the east coast and if he wanted to play for a team you know with people coaches and players that he knows and trusts and in an environment where he thinks uh, can be a winner then that's his choice and he got to make that choice and you know he still got 300 million so not like uh not like he'll be struggling by leaving some of that money on the table
0: yeah not a bad day at the office all right it's a beautiful thing. The Phillies have wasted little time. They've kicked the winter meetings off in, in style for them. One of the very first moves to be made, setting the market, getting their man, Trey Turner. 11 years, $300 million, a full no-trade clause, no opt-outs. He's another one who's committing the to yeah, the, the process. Deal. Yes, yes. Um, there's your core, man. And and there's the core that's going to ride into this, into this 2023 season and beyond. Now we've just got to wait and see what the rest of the offseason holds, what the plan is for the pitching staff and the bullpen, but the big fish is caught and it's landed. It's on board and it's a beautiful thing. You should feel excited about this. Trey Turner is a guy you are going to enjoy watching and this lineup just got that much better. Go read Matt's story on The Athletic. If you are listening to this immediately after it's posted, well, keep refreshing that page. I'm sure it'll be up there soon enough. Thanks again, Matt, for hopping on. Go get a beer at the, the Hyatt Lobby Bar. Uh, I don't know if we'll, I don't know how much we'll be I'm checking drink, in. I'm drinking a lot tonight.
1: Week. I'm drinking a lot. There tonight. you go. <laughs> Adam, boy. Uh,
0: I don't know how much more we'll have to check in on this week, but I guess we'll have ears to the ground, as you always do. Uh, and we'll see what the rest of the week holds before our, our ever-exciting Rule 5 draft on Wednesday. Uh, for Matt Gelb, The Athletic, I am Paul Boyer. Trey Turner is a Philadelphia Philly.